Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome Pinnacle to What's Next. And uh, we're going to be talking to Michelle Ulifir, who is the Microsoft Brand Manager at Pinnacle Micro. And we're here today to chat about Microsoft's newest server operating system, Windows Server 2022, which is now available at Pinnacle. But before we dive into the product, it would be good to put the server and cloud market into a bit of perspective today. And I guess that the, this market has really been, uh, you know, it, it's really shifted incredibly over the last 18 months, especially by the pandemic. It's forced us to all do business differently and remote working, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have to tell you. And the cloud market was already a market growing really, really fast. Now, a lot of organizations have moved their server and their apps as well as their infrastructure into the cloud. In fact, Microsoft calls their Azure cloud services the computer for the world. That's what Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, said. However, many organizations still want to retain a server computability on-premise. So, you know, if you've got an ERP system, you know, security camera feeds, for example, with low latency, with cloud as a supporting infrastructure to their on-premise, so for example, apps which are hosted in the cloud, gives them a blended hybrid approach. So if you look at HCOM, for example, the app that we all use when uh, we hear the when the lights go off and we've got load shedding, I mean, that's a classic example where the cloud server auto-scales according to the demand everyone puts onto the infrastructure. So we don't have load shedding every day, thankfully, but when you do, people rush to the app to check what's going on, and that's where you need to scale up. Whilst we focus on the new server uh, on-premise and hybrid products, which brings new security capabilities, cloud is still very important in the new hybrid infrastructure environment. So in news that we've seen, there have been some ransomware attacks, uh, Durban Port, there's the Death Kitty ransomware linked to crime gangs from Eastern Europe. It's really bad out there. And also the Department of Justice, for example. So this brings us to the new Windows Server 2022, the cloud-ready operating system to boost your customers' on-premise investments with hybrid capabilities. Now, as we know, Windows Server has been around for a while. I think it's 25 years of innovation. Now, this shows that Microsoft is moving alongside customers and evolving uh, according to the time. So it's great to have you with us, Michelle, to talk about uh, this, this new Windows Server. I mean, Microsoft runs through your DNA. I've been following your career. Um, and, and, and I think this Windows Server caught us by, by surprise. I mean, when did Windows Server 2022 actually launch? Uh, yeah, Aki, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, so Windows Server 2022, uh, Microsoft is launching three big products this year. So it's um, Office 2021 with the new 365 variant, um, Windows 11, and then obviously Windows Server 2022 with um, Windows and Office launching or, or general availability date on 5th of October. Windows Server 2022 actually went live on the 18th um, of August um, okay. last month. All right, so it's just just around the corner, which is pretty cool. Yes. I mean, when you look at the uh, when you look at the main changes to to this particular one, I mean, I think I've got Windows Home Server two thousand and nine, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, what are the big changes to to this version? 
Okay, so Windows Server 2022 has more streamlined tools. They have Windows Admin Center, which is a free-to-use tool uh, where you can manage your Windows Server anyway. So the GUI or uh, 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 general user interface hasn't changed. The look and feel is still the same. There's mostly security changes. Um, there is backup and disaster recovery feature through Azure Arc. So just briefly, Azure Arc is a multi-cloud environment tool which allows you to manage multiple environments. So for example, Azure, AWS, your on-prem and off-prem. Okay, so it's really a, a really a, mo a really modern day um, you know server that uh, Microsoft have looked looked long and hard. Uh, you know, I mean, when two thousand and nine was around, there wasn't that maturity of the cloud yet. And mm -hmm. I, I'm hearing from you, there's a, a strong strong focus on uh, on security as well as uh, the hybrid infrastructure. And I love that they've made the user interface a lot easier because that's one thing that I struggled a little bit with. I mean, what are the top needs for partners today? When you look at your customers and, and you know your partners that you have out there, what, what are they saying? What do they want? So we find that the partners are looking for flexibility, scalability, so they want to downsize or increase. Uh, customer uh, data security is a big driver. That is key. Um, maximizing access for remote workforce, so you still want to keep your remote force um, uh, uh, going forward. Okay, so you need to have that kind of uh, that flexibility, and I guess that, um, you know, when you look at what COVID has done, and you look at how it's changed everything that we work, right? I mean, you know, we, we some people are slowly going back to the office, but I think we're going to have that hybrid um, work environment happening for any, you know, I don't even know if we'll ever go back to the way things were. So I think that's great that it offers that kind of flexibility. When you look at the customers, and and I mean, what what will what can customers expect from Windows Server twenty twenty two? So just quickly, um, um, the. The, the, the smaller SMBs, when um, we went into lockdown, there were a lot of customers that were kind of caught in the middle. They didn't have a hybrid environment. They didn't have um, something in place for their workforce to work from home. And the, the, the change or the shift has been a big, a big leap towards that, having your staff on-prem or off-prem and be able to work from home um, with um, your, your hybrid option. So what customers can expect from Windows Server 2022, so Microsoft talks about these four pillars, the hybrid capabilities, your advanced multi-layer security, secure remote working, modernized server infrastructure. So with the hybrid capabilities with Microsoft Azure, you extend the data center to Azure using your cloud-ready operating system, which is Windows Server 2022 with your hybrid capabilities. The advanced multi-layer security that helps uh, your data and your apps at virtually every level of business. So starting with the operating system through to the hardware, which is termed as a secure core server. Uh, your secure core server's um, um, hardware is to maintain optimal security and firmware, and you leverage, you leverage the operating system capabilities. So in order to help protect you against advanced threats such as ransomware and mal, uh, malware, yes. I mean, even to, the, even to the point where um, if you isolate specific areas of the memory to perform specific tasks that eliminate the surface attack area. 
And so just quickly to note, Secure Core Server needs hardware components from the OEM to be added or built into the server, so a minimum hardware requirement. It's important to note that a TPM2 module and a secure boot are required, just like Windows 11 to run Windows Server 2022, especially for a secure core server running, an example, a banking institution with security apps. So, Michelle, when you talk about secure core servers, what are they? I, I guess that you've touched on the security, but I guess that there's even more layers of security, right? Right. So, um, just in layman's terms to explain, the more layers of security, so as opposed to a single layer of defense, you now have multiple layers. So, if you had to like visualize it, um, put in a visual uh, perspective, so it would be similar to a castle with a moat, your castle wall, your little small villages within the main castle. Those fences in the digital world would be your sensitive resources isolated from each other, your critical assets which would be separated and protected, your, uh, protect your user identities, your info and your devices against hacking okay. and malware threats and then also architectural changes that protect from the inside out so when you said there's more security yeah more secure remote working so to empower your workers through simplified deployment and management of remote apps and desktops using windows admin center okay excellent excellent so lots of lots of different layers of security um where, where can you find the windows admin center in uh, in new windows server Okay, so it's um, not part of the operating system. So Windows Admin Center is a free-to-use app. So OEMs can install their tools into the Windows Admin Center as a plugin. So, for example, Lenovo X Clarity um, is is a, is an example you can have a look at. It's a simplified management tool from a single view. Um, so please note, it's a download. So Windows Windows Admin Center is download and install and it's not part of the operating system. The modernized server infrastructure helps you um, transform your existing infrastructure with flexible solutions like software-defined storage and networking. Um, keeping in mind, uh, virtualization has been around for many years. However, in this release of Windows Server 2022, Microsoft has made it easier for IT admins. So virtualization or Hyper-V is included free in all your Windows Server software. So this helps you manage how you want to uh, define your VMs. So how many VMs, how much memory, how much storage, and then Azure HCI stack, that's the hyper-converged infrastructure. This is actually the connector for hybrid in the cloud on-prem solutions, as well as disaster management. So, Michelle, um, we, we've touched on the security, um, and I know that there are different editions of Windows Server 2022. What are those different editions? Okay, sure. So, Windows Server Essentials, Windows Server Standard, Windows Server Data Center. So, Essentials was previously available in um, uh, a various source, uh, so OEM, COEM, okay. etc. Now it's only available um, in um, as OEM and Rock. Um, it's ideal for small businesses with up to twenty-five users and fifty devices. Um, there is no cows, and um, you can't upgrade it. It can either be a physical or a virtual. You can't have both. So you can't have a physical with a VM on it. You right. can't upgrade it. There's no scalability on this. It's 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 basically your entry level. Then Windows Server Standard Edition, this is ideal for customers with physical or minimal virtualization. So 
um, unlimited-based cows, two VMs, two Hyper-V containers. And then Windows Server Data Edition speaks for itself. So it's ideal for highly virtualized and software-defined data center environments. Unlimited cows, unlimited VMs, unlimited Hyper-V containers. Okay, so obviously you, you know you know what they've thought about a need for every customer, um, and then you can judge for yourself, I guess, if you you know um, as you mentioned, um, the, the the last one is really data intensive, but I mean most small medium organizations would look at the you know the standard one, which would be in the middle, I guess, and you if you are really a small business. You start off with a small one, and, and that's great that they've got those three options available. You touched on CULs, the customer access license. Are those required? Yes, CULs are required. So it's important for that organizations understand server licensing and how it impacts a company in terms of auditing and obviously compliancy. So CULs are required for users or the devices that have direct access to the server. So Windows Server CUL is a license that gives the users and devices the rights to legally access the Windows server. And the customers can adapt their licensing needs by buying the CULs as their business grows. So the use of CULs, so typically it's a single user with unlimited devices, laptop, phone, or tablet. So it's ideal for companies with employees who need to have roaming access to the corporate network using their multiple devices. Device cull, that's a single device with unlimited users. So that's ideal for companies with multiple users for one device, such as like um, call centers, shift workers, or even IT lab in a school. And oh. then um, RDS, remote desktop culls, which would have previously been termed as terminal services culls, that's required for remote desktop access. So if I want to work from home, I would need a user call first of all, as well as the RDS call in order to um, access the server. Okay, well that makes perfect sense. I mean, with, with uh, ROK, OEM, and VL, where where would you use each licensing option? Okay, so the rock licensing, the reseller option kit, those are for OEM brands like Dell and HP, where the Windows Server license is optimized for that specific hardware. So Dell have, um, I know on their side, they have a 90-day installation support as well as extended support, and that will be based on the agreement that you purchase from them. COEM would be for brands that um, we at Pinnacle carry, for example, such as Huawei and Supermicro. And then volume licensing and enterprise agreements, those are targeted for a large enterprise, government and public sector. So if you, for example, quickly want to calculate what server operating system you need with X quantity VMs and X quantity cores, then um, both HP and Dell both have a great little tool in their tech libraries um, that can guide you. So you can do the cost exercise. Um, you can send us a, a request to, uh, um, after the chat to um, microsoft.pinnacle.co.za and we can just um, send you those links if you're looking for it. Okay, well, very, very cool. Now, I think that, uh, you, you know, the scary part with uh, any kind of software is that support dates. And, you know, when support dates end, uh, then, you know, it's not great for the software and there are all sorts of vulnerabilities. Are there end of support dates to note that people should be aware of? Oh, definitely. Um, so, Server 2008, let's start on that one. The end of support ended actually on the 14th of January, 2020. So that 
there has been no support available since then. Server 2012 R2, um, the end of support has been extended on this one to the 10th of October 2023. Server 2019, that you can still actually purchase till the end of next year, till end of 2022. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, and it's very important to note this um, because I think it, in this in this world that we're living in, uh, you need to make sure that you have the right security and support available because when, you know, when something does go down, there's all sorts of other issues that, uh, you know, are very detrimental to your business. And, and of course, the vulnerabilities that we, we don't even have to speak about and the patching, et cetera, et cetera. Now, a lot of people talk about downgrade rights. What, what are those downgrade rights and do they exist? Yes, definitely. So generally how the server downgrade rights work is as current server OS minus two. So for example, if you went onto Windows Server 2022 and you want to downgrade, your downgrade rights would be to Windows Server 2016. So generally people ask, why would you want to downgrade? So certain yeah. companies will have an app that can only function um, on wow. on the downgraded version. So those are generally why the ninety percent of the reasons why people would want to downgrade. Okay. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. Now, do, does Microsoft offer offer a, a downgrade kit for COEM licenses, for example? No, they don't. Um, so the customer would have to purchase a new Windows Server OS, like Windows Server twenty twenty two. They they then need to already be in possession of an old or previous license key and the media in order to do the downgrade. Okay. And then we touched on ROC earlier. Does Microsoft offer downgrade kits for ROC? Yes, they do. So all OEMs, Dell and HP, do have downgrade kits. Uh, generally, these need to be requested at the time of purchase of the server. Okay. Um, in some instances, they can actually be ordered after the fact. You would have to need to check with the Dell and HP teams when you process your order. And Michelle, will the downgrade software require product activation? And if so, what product keys should be used to activate the software? Is it new product keys that get issued? I mean, how does that all work? Okay, so once a customer has installed the downgrade software, um, the server will prompt for um, a, a product key in order to activate the software. Right. The product key associated with the original Windows Server software, so example, uh, Windows Server 2016 should be used for the activation. Oh. If that product key has been previously activated, which is likely if the media was previously installed on a server, the software may be unable to activate over the internet. When this happens, then um, a local activation support number will uh, pop up on the screen. They will then need to explain the circumstances to the customer service representative saying that they want to do to facilitate the downgrade. Um, once it's determined that the end user has a valid Windows Server license, they will then be provided with a single use activation code, which they can then use to activate the software. Okay. So that all happens and the Microsoft support is there to do all that kind of thing. Because I mean, I, I know this is a it's it's a it's a it's a, um, it's a laborious subject, right? But I think licenses and and these 
product codes are so important because as soon as you're going from different levels and you start downgrading, it does add some complexity until you actually uh, get that product licensed. And and the question is, do licenses expire with the hardware? Uh, I've heard that there have been issues uh, in the past. So, so, so do licenses expire with the hardware? So generally on OEM, yes, um, the licenses live and die with the hardware. So this is correct of OEM. So to transfer the license, they would have needed to purchase the server and then um, purchase software assurance on top of that. Okay, all right. So it's pretty simple. And then when you look at the um, the certificate of authenticity, will one need to keep that uh, specific certificate and invoice? Um, you know, when you look at the OEM license that uh, is purchased with the hardware as proof of the license. Um, so all one has to do, you have to attach the color on the physical server on the side. Okay. Um, this is generally done at factory level with OEM install option. With the rock version, the reseller or the end customer will be responsible for this. Uh, please note it's important to keep a record of this code because if it's lost or damaged, Microsoft will not reissue. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, this is all important stuff. Now, support is the responsibility of the OEM reseller and not Microsoft. Is that right? That's correct. So the relevant OEM will support if the hardware and software were purchased through the relevant OEM authorized channels um, attached to the hardware and extended support purchased. So, for example, like I mentioned, Dell, if you had a 90-day or you purchased the extended, correct? Okay. Michelle, it's been fantastic chatting to you. Um, you, you make uh, this this new version of Microsoft uh, Server so exciting. Um, <laughs> and I think it's time. I mean, I, I, I just realized my uh, mine has expired, so I need to upgrade pretty soon. Uh, if anybody wants any information, uh, you mentioned that email address. Give it to us again, please. Oh, it's uh, Microsoft at pinnacle.co.za. Fantastic. Uh, Michelle Willifier, Microsoft Brand Manager at Pinnacle Micro. Thank you for joining us and uh, talking to us about this new product that Microsoft has. I mean, it's been, uh, it's been around since, I think, August, you mentioned. It's come in. So if you're looking for um, upgrading your latest servers, look at the latest operating system, Server 2022, and the different options, of course. And uh, Michelle's made it quite easy and explained the licensing to us so well. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. All the best to you. Thank you, Aki. Thank you very much. Take care.